So welcome to the Network Capital Masterclass, Alberto. Could you tell us a bit about who you are and what do you do today? Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be with you and, and all of, all of, all of uh, those listening in. Uh, thank you for your time. I, I am Alberto Acereda. I'm the uh, Associate Vice President for Global Higher Education at ETS. Uh, I am based in Princeton, New Jersey. And uh, part of my role at ETS is to ensure that we provide all the stakers willing to take the jury with the best resources to move forward in their careers. Oh, thank you. Prior to ETS, you worked across different institutions, different geographies. How has the experience shaped your understanding of the global higher education landscape? Yes, I, I was a, a, an undergraduate student in, at the University of Barcelona in Spain, where I was born. Uh, when I was 23, I came to the United States as, a, as an international graduate student to do my, my master's, my PhD. I found a very, um, a very attractive higher education system here in the US and I stayed, completed my PhD, spent four years at the University of Virginia. And then I spent 14 years at Arizona State University as a department chair and, and also involved with administration and research and teaching. Uh, and, and those experiences really uh, uh, showed me different sides of higher ed and the importance of understanding the needs of international students in the entire global space and how do you help individuals move forward. Then I came to ETS where I've been for 10 years now and I see, uh, I look at higher ed from the other side and hmm. I'm very excited to be here with you. So tell us, Alberto, are there some cultural trends that you've observed in regards to higher education? You moved from Spain to the US, and now you're on the other side, would love to get your perspective. Yeah, the, the, first, the first area that I like to mention is the importance of helping individual learners understand the journey. And when we talk about the understanding of the journeys, if you were to decide to, in this case, to uh, stay in India, what are your best options? But if you want to leave India and go somewhere else, what are those options? So, um, for example, I was, I was looking at some data from your Ministry of External Affairs. And we know that India has the second highest number of student learn, uh, students learning overseas, despite the pandemic, with nearly um, 72,000 Indian students traveling abroad to study in the first two months of, of 2021. Um, you know, GRE scores are accepted by thousands of universities across many countries, including institutions in the US, Canada, um, the UK, Australia, and Ireland which are some of the preferred destinations among Indian students. So with this, more than 1,300 business schools around the globe, including Harvard, uh, Chicago, MIT, for their masters, the MBA and other professional programs, the GRE really is an important tool. And I, and I had to go myself through the experience of taking the GRE years ago. Um, you also know that um, GRE scores are accepted by many graduate and doctoral business programs in India including the um, uh, Indian Institute of Management, Ahmedabad, uh, Bangalore, Kosikode, uh, Udaipur, the International School of Business, the SP Jain School of Management and Research, Institute of Management Technology, uh, the Javier Labour Research Institute. So my point here um, is that the potential for using GRE scores for admissions for many types of graduate schools, inclu including business and law, 
and there are a large number of institutions who accept um, this this tool is definitely a plus for students to identify career paths. And I will say one more thing. If you are interested in studying abroad, having a GRE score actually helps institutions uh, because as you apply, they understand what's the academic uh, readiness for graduate school, especially if you're applying to study in a country where, where, where we wouldn't be as familiar with the Indian system of higher education. It's such an important point that you mentioned, Alberto. I've, of course, uh, taken the GRE as well. And it's great that business schools are accepting it. And uh, the point that you made about cultural differences, the difference educational format, uh, GRE sort of provides the other institution an understanding of the academic readiness of the person on you know, standard parameters. Um, it's great to see that so many Indian institutions and top institutions in Europe and the US and Australia are uh, going to this program. Um, what are the trends that you're observing in terms of destination and courses that students are picking? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, let me say every year, um, our division, the ETS Global Higher Education Division compiles, and we actually publish it publicly, a GRE snapshot report. That report provides uh, volume and performance information for all test takers across the globe who took the GRE general test, which can also be uh, used by institutions. And according to the latest report, which includes data through July 2021, for the last three testing years today, test takers in India indicated the greatest preference to study in the United States. They showed with approximately equal preference uh, indicated for all U.S. regions. And when considering non-U.S. regions uh, of the world, the GRE test takers in India preferred, if I recall well, it was Canada, Western Europe, and Australia, New Zealand, as well as Latin America as destinations for study abroad. So I would say among the GRE test takers as well, uh, who tested in India, the most selected intended graduate majors included um, engineering, uh, physical science, uh, business, and life sciences. Got it. That's super helpful to know. And I wrote this article for the World Economic Forum that sort of reinforces the point that you're making about uh, how students uh, typically take jobs where the ROI is easily calculable, especially at a time like this, um, and how Indian students who typically begin regarded as strong in science and math are uh, choosing to specialize. Perhaps employment is a reason, cultural context could be the other. But I see that the pandemic sort of reinforces the need for students to look at ROI, um, which interestingly brings me to the pandemic. The pandemic has really changed the way we learn the way education institutions think about it. What, in your perspective, uh, are some changes that the pandemic has brought about uh, in your space? Yeah, like, like that's, a, that's a good question as well. And we're we all aware of the effects of the pandemic uh, across our lifestyles, but it has definitely impacted the educational landscape around the world. Uh, well, some students postponed their plans uh, for studying. Others have been eager to take advantage of the I would say increased opportunities and better admission chances at, at top universities in the world. While effects of the pandemic continue to really make themselves known across the world, and we're seeing it every day, we're also starting to emerge from COVID. And, and hmm. we have not seen evidence at this point that 
that the popularity of the jury has waned. Quite the contrary. In fact, we continue to see growth in India uh, among those who opt to take the jury test, both at home and in test centers, to really advance their educations and their opportunities. Um, in response to the pandemic, ETS was the first to market with our at-home assessment solutions, which, as you know, included the GRE. And we were able, honestly, to offer a remote testing option to our test takers so their educational pursuits could continue and would continue uninterruptedly. Yeah, I can only imagine this would have involved uh, so many changes, iterations, the technology level, operations level. Um, and yeah, truly, it's hats off to uh, ETS and you know other affiliate organizations who've managed to make this experience safe for students at a time like this. I also noticed, Alberto, that uh, the learning has moved online. So the importance of two things, continued education, learning, and trust has become really important. What is your point of view? What is the broader ETS's point of view on this? Yes, with, with learning and, and testing moving online, you're absolutely right. Uh, we acknowledge that there have and continue to be test takers who seek to gain uh, an unfair advantage as a result. Um, ETS has and continues to take test security extremely seriously, and that's extremely important. Um, I, will, I will say that for 64 years now, ETS has staffed a dedicated office of testing integrity, what we call the OTI, made up for investigators, experts, and analysts who ensure the validity and the integrity of our exams and, and whose work it is to defend those test takers who test honestly, which is the immense majority of, 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 of test takers. So in coordination with really highly trained proctors, uh, artificial intelligence technologies and data analysis, our team works to investigate and analyze scores and testing sessions that are suspected of having been earned or conducted unfairly, and as a result, cancel test scores if evidence of fraud exists. So we want to make sure that as we move into this online, we also, as an organization, continue to spend tens of millions of dollars each year investing in the latest technology to really ensure that we are keeping pace with the new and sophisticated ways. We know some test takers attempt sometimes to cheat um, now that the test delivery is digitized and delivered nearly everywhere. So we have seen examples of test takers attempts to, to cheat using remote access software, proxy testing, cell phones to send and receive messages, um, a combination of these and other cheating techniques. But when ETS has evidence suggesting that the test takers' scores may have been earned unfairly, which is a violation of our testing policy, as you can imagine, our Office of Test Integrity can hold scores from being released to further evaluate the testing session and score earned to determine if those scores should be cancelled. So in some cases, we have cancelled scores even when the scores are released to the test takers or institutions. If there is evidence collected post-release that determines that scores um, were earned fraudulently. And in the most extreme cases, I'll say ETS bans the test takers who are in violation of our testing policies because we want to maintain the integrity and the validity of our test and the scores they produce. And we want to be fair for the millions of students who are out there being honest and they are taking the jury in the right way. 
this is a really important point. I'd love for you to elaborate on this. Is it um, has the number of people attempting to cloud the system or cheap? Has it seen, seen a spike rise or uh, because these technologies that you mentioned uh, seem to be fairly accurate and working? Yes, we saw a spike in certain areas and we saw a spike in certain regions of the world. But I will say that for ETS, the vast majority of the millions of students who have taken the ETS assessments test, they've done it fairly, they've done it honestly, and we continue to do everything, absolutely everything we can to protect those test takers who are hard, who study, and who truly earn their scores. Well, thank you, Alberto. I see another interesting uh, change that a lot of Indian and South Asian universities that you mentioned have started accepting GRE, which is great. Um, in this context, do you want to tell us a bit about the Business School Advisory Council in India? What is it? Uh, why? Sh what should people know about it that they may not be aware of? Yes, yes. Um, very interesting is that um, uh, along. Let me just say before I jump into the into the BISAC in India, I, I want to make mention quickly that we are seeing a lot of Indian and South. Asian universities starting to really adopt the GRE for admissions as well, which I think this is a trend I wanna I wanna bring out. It's an intentional push, but we have more than 90 institutions in India now accepting the GRE who have been up on board and, and with, with our network. But to your question specific for the Business School Advisory Council, in December of 2021, ETS formed the Business School Advisory Council in India. We have another one in the United States. But this Indian New Council is, is our first established in-country uh, council to help really bolster support of learners and graduate business education programs in India. Uh, forming the BISAC there is yet another important step we have taken at ETS to further our commitment to higher education there. It is comprised of a, a diverse group of higher education leaders who represent business schools and programs across across the country. The, the members provide ETS with expertise and guidance. They're looking at the situation from the eyes in country in India. They serve as the voice of the Indian business education market to really help us inform, uh, help ETS inform on how we can best meet the needs of the test takers, the students, the faculty, the institutions in India. Um, the council members review key issues, policies, requirements for Indian business schools to provide us with, with a strategic council. And they come from several different institutions. Let me just point mention some of them. The Indian School of Business, the uh, Amrita School of Business, BITS School of Management, Watson University, Bennett University, and the Indian Institute of Management in Udaipur. And since we established the council, we have and continue to work very closely with these higher education leaders to address what we believe are the most pressing challenges in graduate education. And, and I would say more, uh, we, we keep looking for ways we can partner uh, to really ensure that EDS continues to be an integrated part of the higher education community. We're always trying to continually meet the needs of the Indian students and the institutions yeah. there. And we're really grateful for this partnership. Yeah. I'm seeing this broader trend that a lot of people um, you know, who had a choice between tests now take the, the GRE proactively and sort of then start looking at other aspects of their application. So clearly the outreach and the evangelism that you're doing is working at least resonating with Indians and South Asians. 
happen. So congrats for that. Uh, thousands of people um, on Network Capital take the GRE every year. Do you have any message for them, any advice or preparation that they should do? Yes, I, I will be. I'll try to be short on this. Uh, my advice is, look, 32 years ago, I came to the United States and the GRE opened the doors for me to make it to this country. My dream as now the person who oversees the GRE at ETS is that there would be million, millions of, of, of Indian students and other students around the world to really have that dream make possible. And we're doing everything we can and more to bring the GRE to all of you test takers so you can be successful in your journey. You already know about the measurements of the test. The most important thing really is that this allows you to open the doors for many different disciplines and applying to different graduate and professional schools. I want you to know that you also have the opportunity to um, really use features like the score select to help you showcase your best scores to your dream schools. And finally, let me give you just a fine, uh, something updated that, that is happening as we speak. Um, if you now register for the GRE test, we are offering a 25% discount on the TOEFL IBT test. So as of May 1st, you can take advantage of this exclusive offer for a limited time. And we're confident that this opportunity to take the GRE and then TOEFL for a discount will also provide you with the opportunity to, uh, to make it to wherever you want in the dream of your, of, of your, of your life. So, so with this, I'm going to stop here. I'm happy to answer any questions or, or follow up with, with you as needed. No, oh, thank you, Alberto. We'll definitely look forward to having you back again because this is such a recurring theme on Network Capital. Test taking ETS's role in that will be appreciated. Um, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't or any uh, thoughts that occur to you that you want to leave us with? So I think you did a very good job. Just like the book you wrote that became to be kind of a bestseller and I was looking at it and I plan to read it uh, soon. You did a great job with the interview. I appreciate that. And I hope the test takers and the students can reach out to you or to me with any questions they may have. And I look forward to another opportunity to talk together. Me too, Alberto. Uh, I have written another book, which is coming out in June. I'll make sure that I send it to you at your office. Uh, cheers to a partnership uh, between ETS and Network Capital, a long-term one. And I wish you a wonderful weekend ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.